Welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. Well, I was not here last week. Um, I have to just admit it was one of those weeks where I just couldn't do it all. I just couldn't fit everything on my to-do list in. And I had absolutely wanted to get it out there and had tried and planned. And I thought, you know what? This is one of those things that's just going to have to go on hold. But it goes great with the topic, actually, because the topic is today about um, there is no perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. And we're going to find freedom from trying to be perfect today. I'm going to actually catch you up with a whole bunch of different topics today. So it's going to be like a little bit of different things, but then I want to talk about finding freedom uh, from perfection. And it's amazing because I wanted to talk about that last week and then I was not able to do the episode. So look at me showing you how imperfect I am. perfect is that? So before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered award-winning Christian homeschool curriculum provider. Right now, you can get a free Fall in Love with Science activity ebook from Apologia. They have lots of free resources over at Apologia.com. While over there, go check out their abundance of stellar homeschool curriculum. We have loved everything we use from Apologia, uh, whether it's science or writing. Um, They have math. We have not used their math, but I'm sure it is great. They have new Bible studies out. The one thing we love that no matter what subject it is from Apologia, it's always a biblical worldview. I've loved teaching science from my uh, for my kids when they were younger because of the biblical worldview. How can you teach science without teaching uh, about the one who created science. So I'd love for you to go check out all that they offer at Apologia.com. I also wanted to tell you about something really exciting. I haven't done many speaking events this year, you know, COVID and all that. Uh, So there is a online event coming up on October 11th to the 16th, and that is the Homeschool Summit, the Homeschool Fitting It All In Online Summit. Um, This has this event has so many amazing speakers. Like, I am just honored to be among them. John MacArthur, Ken Ham, um, Rachel Carmen and Davis Carmen, um, Amy Roberts, Steve Demi, Israel Wayne, one of my favorites, and I will also be presenting during this event. It is actually free if you want to go check it out. Um, I have the link in the show notes, and uh, there's a ton of speakers. I didn't even nearly name them all, but it's going to help you to um, bring some peace and gain some of God's perspective in your homeschool. Um, So it's from uh, October 11th to the 16th. I will be speaking about real homeschool, letting go of the Pinterest perfect and Instagram ideal homeschool. 
And also, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about that today on our episode about letting go of perfect just in real life. Um, this this uh, event is obviously geared toward homeschooling, but I'd love for you to go check it out. The link is in my show notes. It is put on by Generations, and it is the Homeschool Fitting It All In Online Summit, October 11th to the 16th. It is free for a limited time. There's 25 plus world-class speakers, um, and I, I say that and I'm in there. <laughs> so I that's kind of uh, uh, humbling. So it is an exclusively online event. You don't have to leave your house. You can watch from home and be really refreshed uh, for your homeschool. And it's what I love about this event is that it is really um, God-honoring event. Um, you know, you're going to talk about parenting, academics, work, home homemaking, discipleship, church, family, um, all of that wonderful stuff. So go check it out. I will put the link in my show notes and I'd love to see you there. Uh, So let's talk today. Let's talk a little bit about so many things. Okay, so I wasn't here last week. I have to tell you that this, uh, this week, well, this week I've had a real turnaround in just, I, I hope it, <laughs> I guess I have a real turnaround. Let's hope it stays turned around in some struggles that I've had recently. Um, I would say for the past six months, I have not been myself, probably longer than that, maybe eight or nine months, um, just for various reasons. And I feel like uh, I'm catching my breath a little bit this week, so I'll take it. I'll take it when I can get it. But, you know, isn't that everyone's life these days? I'm certainly, you know, not uh, unique in that I'm overwhelmed or I'm not myself or I'm feeling just a lot of burdens or life is just kind of, you know, moving at lightning speed. Everybody has their own story. Everybody's going through so much. And add into that the past 18 months of a pandemic and, you know, just so much craziness in this upside down world and a never ending, you know, uh, news cycle that is always telling you, you know, more negative stuff. It's, it's been a lot for everybody, right? We've, we've been through a lot as humanity in the past 18 months. And I've been through a lot personally on top of it. So it has been crazy. And I have not been myself. um, And, you know, what you see online and what you see when I, you know, share things, I try to be encouraging. I don't usually go on Instagram stories or on my Facebook or on my podcast and say, woe is me. I'm so depressed. Woe is me. I'm struggling. But I feel like it's important to admit that, yeah, those things do go on. I try to be encouraging. I try to share when I have encouraging words. And sometimes I have to step back because I'm like, you know what? I just need to not share anything right now. And then when I do come back, I want to share and say, guess what? Like I've had a lot of issues, but God has been so good in those issues. You know, it's a fine line when you're a podcaster or someone who has any kind of social media presence. It's a fine line because you want to be real um, and, you know, you want to not put on a facade ever, but there's also a lot of personal stuff that you just don't want to share all the time. So I try to find that balance to be real with you guys and be like, hey, look, there's stuff going on and some of it I you know, can share and some of it not. But just so you know, I mean, there's stuff going on. And so I share that because I want to encourage you today. And I put up two devotionals this week. Now, if you don't know, I have a YouTube channel that I put up daily devotionals um, Monday through Friday. 
And they're just short little snippets, um, usually on, you know, based on a Bible verse, just some encouraging words for the day. And it's not like I'm some big YouTuber and I have all these views or anything like that, but I do share them in my Simply Living for Him online women's community. And we have a group in there just for devotionals. So I put them in there, um, you know, uh, every day. And it's just something that I enjoy doing. And this past week, I put up two that really I felt like resonated with people because I got comments. I, I never get comments on YouTube. I don't really, like I said, I'm not some big YouTuber, um, but I rarely get a lot of comments and I did. And then I also got messages and I got uh, messages at, in my community, you know, just saying that, wow, this one really struck home. And it was so funny because it was one that I recorded on the fly. So normally I record them in the morning, like first thing before school, I, I get up, I have my quiet time with the Lord, I shower, and then I always do my devotional, I record my devotional. And so this particular day, I had done my devotional in the morning, recorded it, and at the end of the day, I was driving home, I think I was driving home from dropping my son at work, it was the end of the day, and I just was thinking about all these things. I don't know about you, but like the car for me is just like, my mind goes nonstop. I just, you know, I have a long car ride wherever I go because I live out here in the country. So I drive my son to work. It's a half hour there. I'm, uh, I come home. It's another half hour. Go pick him up. It's a half hour there. Come home. So yes, yeah, two hours driving when he works. And so I have a lot of thinking going on in the car. And so this one day I'm driving home and I just started getting like bombarded with all these thoughts. And I got home and I was like, I need to record this right now for the devotional. Like I'm not waiting until tomorrow because the thoughts might escape me by then. And in the moment, I just came upstairs, got at my desk and recorded this devotional on the fly. And it seems like that one resonated with people more than anyone I've ever done before. So what I talked about in that one was how you know, lately, I feel like, um, and I'm sure you can relate, and I've talked about this many times over the past several years, whenever things happen, it's like that whack-a-mole game. I feel like I cannot get ahead sometimes. And I feel like Satan has just been relentless in my life. I feel like as soon as I'm like, I'm good, I'm ahead of the game, I'm, you know, I'm focused on God, like, boom, another thing happens. And it kind of, you know, uh, I have to kind of regroup because I, I do, I will falter sometimes, take my eyes off the Lord, worry, you know, whatever. So I just feel like I'm constantly playing that game of like whack-a-mole. Like I think I've got it and then one pops up and I have to whack it and then another, you know, and all that stuff. So I've been feeling like that so much lately. And I feel like, you know, I said to my husband the one day, like, when is it going to end? It's just like one circumstance after another, after another, after another. And I'm just not okay. I, I'm just drowning. I'm overwhelmed. This is hard. And I just was hit that day driving home. And I was like, you know what? First of all, so I will admit to you guys, and I've admitted to this many times on the podcast, that I have struggled with anxiety and worry um, over the years. It has gotten so much better, but for some reason in the past six months, it's been magnified at different times. And so this particular moment, I was driving home and I was kind of having these intrusive thoughts about something and it was starting to cause me to worry. And I can just see what happens in my mind when I go down the wrong path with worry. And it's very hard for me to get out of it. Like my, and so I was 
just saying all these things in my mind over and over, just like, Jesus, you know, like I'm taking these thoughts captive. Jesus, take over. Holy Spirit, fill my mind right now because I do not want to go down this path. I do not want to worry. I do not want to have these thoughts. And I just kind of surrendered. I was like, Lord, just take over because I cannot do this. And um, all of a sudden, I was just like, hearing this like over and over I just kept hearing this phrase honor God and I was like you know what I just need to honor God in everything I do because circumstances may be horrific one day circumstances may be horrific today I still need to honor God in that moment it doesn't honor God when I worry it doesn't honor God when I fear it doesn't honor God when I despair it doesn't honor God when I let my mind go down that path all I need to do in every moment is honor him. My behavior needs to honor him. I need to stop in the moment and stop thinking about what if, what if, what if, and think about what is. And what is, is God is in control. And I'm going to honor him with my life. You know, it's interesting. We're studying the martyrs right now, um, the early church and martyrs in our history class and uh, in our homeschool. And so... Um, it just really struck me that, you know, these people, they lost their life, yet their lives were, you know, like I said to my kids when we were reading it, I was like, okay, so they died for their cause. Does that make like their life worthless? Because, oh, you know, they were killed. No, it actually has made it even more valuable, their message because of the, you know, what they went through. And so even in death, their life has mattered thousands of years later. I mean, we're studying it today and being encouraged. And so, you know, no matter what happens to us with our circumstances, I love how it says in Romans 8, nothing can separate us from him. So what on earth do we worry for? What on earth do we get down for? What on earth do we lose our joy over when we have him? And if I could just stop in the moment and honor God, like, you know, we always, at least me, I act on impulse. That thought comes in my mind and I just run with it. Um, I get angry about something and maybe on impulse, you know, I get annoyed with my husband or something and on impulse, I just like, you know, we'll stop doing that. Or, you know, I get short with my kids or, you know, I, I get impulsive about things because I'm acting on me and I'm not stopping to say, does this honor God? Does it honor God right now when I have to nitpick my husband for something he's doing? Does it honor God right now when I get short-tempered with my kids? Does it honor God right now because I'm in my bed depressed because of all these worrying thoughts I have? Does it honor God when I allow Satan to get into my mind? Absolutely not. And so, you know, I, let's say I don't allow him in my mind, but I allow those thoughts that, you know, will creep in and that's not taking every thought captive. So anyway, I wanted to share that with you because, you know, it says in um, Colossians 3.17 that everything we do is for the glory of God, right? I'm just completely paraphrasing. Uh, and so, you know, we need to honor 
him in all we do. That means in our thoughts, especially in our thoughts. I have learned so much lately that everything we do really starts in our thought life. That is where the battlefield is. It is a battlefield in our mind. If we could get our thoughts fixed on him, it changes everything. And so in that moment, when I start having like these thoughts, I just had to stop and say, Holy Spirit, take over. And then I literally just like, Jesus, Jesus, there's power in your name. Fill my thoughts. Fill my thoughts. Fill me with the Spirit so that my behavior honors you, my thoughts honor you. Um, And I understand that in every circumstance, there is always going to be circumstance. I said that whack-a-mole game. There's always that life is never going to be smooth sailing. It may be for a little bit, but there's always going to be something, you know, around the bend. And so if I'm honoring God and I'm fixed on him, no matter what comes my way, no matter what's around the bend, he's already there. And and then I trust that it is always for a purpose. It is always for good. I saw a dear sweet friend on Facebook this week. Her daughter-in-law and son are going through a horrific suffering with one of their children, a baby that is um, suffering with... Um, multiple, multiple, multiple seizures and health issues and really, really suffering for over a year now because they're watching their child suffer daily. And this young woman in her 20s was posting how she wouldn't trade these lessons learned in this. And you know what? There is no way, no way you can dispel God when you see something like that because how could anyone look at their suffering circumstances and say but God you know I wouldn't trade these lessons because I'm closer to the Lord and you know I think of Kari Ten Boom all the time it's the same thing you know we give she said we give thanks in these things even in a concentration camp because the gospel was spread So we have to stop looking at our circumstances because circumstances are always going to be out of our control, but they are still in God's control. And so we honor God in those circumstances. And I really had this like revelation that day that the things I was worrying about, guess what? If they happen, I will honor God because he's allowing it to happen and perhaps He's going to allow it to happen to me so I can say, wow, I could never have imagined being in this circumstance. But now that I'm in it and I see God with me, I will and I've honored him by, you know, just walking with him in it and, and, you know, being able to handle whatever comes our way. See, I think we think. I could never handle that. Like, that's how I get, like, in my head. Well, if that thing happened, like, I just, I can't even go there. I could never handle that. But I absolutely can't handle it. But God will walk me through it. I've seen countless people, right? We know countless people in our lives. Maybe you're one of them who have walked through unimaginable circumstances and have looked back and said, but God. So we have to stop trying to avoid pain in everything. I mean, nobody wants pain. We're not out there looking for it. But maybe sometimes God is allowing it so that we will grow closer to him. And all I want to do in every moment is honor God. And I will admit freely to you 
that I fail at this. I have failed at this. I've still acted on impulse and, you know, uh, done uh, things that I, I have to immediately apologize for, but I'm a work in progress. And that phrase, honor God, keeps coming back to me. It changes everything. In the moment when I'm feeling like the stress is just beyond my control, I just say, honor God, Karen. That's all you can do is honor God. Let him work through you. You don't feel like being patient. The fruit of the spirit produces patience. So patience. So if you are, you know, just saying, Holy Spirit, fill me up right now because I don't want to do this in my own flesh. You will have those fruits, things that you can't imagine feeling or doing or acting in a moment. Love, joy, patience, <laughs> love, joy, patience, uh, kindness, goodness, self-control, peace. These things will absolutely uh, be a response in you, even when in your flesh, they could never happen because fruits of the spirit are supernatural. They're not done in your power, but in the Holy Spirit's power. So I wanted to encourage you about that. I also wanted to tell you the next day I did a devotional and it was called, um, I can't handle one more thing. Because <laughs> I really can't. That's how I feel with the whack-a-mole game. Like game over. You know, it's like this never ending game of whack-a-mole. I just want the game to end. And literally this week I have said like, I am at my maximum capacity. I literally cannot handle one more thing. I don't have the brain power. I don't have the mental power. I just don't have the power to handle one more thing. And guess what? Of course I don't, but God does because the beautiful thing is he has an unending amount of power. He has an unlimited amount of strength and grace that he wants to freely give us. He has an unending amount of mercy. He has unending everything available to give us if we would just step out of ourselves. Like it's so prideful when I'm like, I just can't handle one more thing. Of course I can't. But God, God can and he will and we must get over ourselves. I'm talking to myself here. I must get over myself and say, I'm honoring God with my life. This life is not my own. I want him to take over. I want his spirit to fill me. It is not about me and what I can do, but about him and what he can do. And if he wants to keep this whack-a-mole game going, then it must be for a reason. And I am not going to fear the future. I'm going to embrace the future no matter what happens because... I know Jesus. I have absolutely nothing to fear. I have absolutely nothing to fear on this earth. I have Jesus. I have Jesus. And if you have Jesus, you have nothing to fear. So if you're feeling overwhelmed out there, I want to encourage you. If you feel like you can't handle one more thing, you can't. But God can. He has an unending um, amount of power. His mercies are new every day. Great is his faithfulness. So I want you to go check out that YouTube channel if you're interested in seeing those videos. Because like I said, for some reason this week, they struck a chord. And like I said, the one I kind of just filmed on the fly. So I was like, hey, I'm having this revelation right now. So I also wanted to talk about this idea of perfection. Now, I have never been a perfectionist. Praise the Lord. I am not a type A person. I know there's a lot of people, though, out there that are. And, you know, you have that um, need that you want everything 
perfect. And you want to, you know, um, just keep keep all those ducks in a row. And when they don't, you wonder like, you know, what are you doing wrong? Because if we tie this all in back to what I just said about honoring God in our behavior and letting him take over and trusting him in all things and letting, you know, your life be about walking in his power and his strength, you will never be perfect, right? We serve Jesus Christ is our uh, savior and he is truly the only person that ever walked this earth that was perfect. You know, it says in Romans, we all fall short of the glory of God. We know that there is not one single person who is perfect. So when we have this desire to attain perfection, we need to be very careful because what happens is we may, we, we want to be like God. He's perfect. Now, that doesn't say we don't uh, uh, try to achieve his his standards and we are being sanctified. We are being made holy, but we will never achieve perfection here on earth. And just let's be careful that we don't try to make ourselves our own little God when we try to achieve perfect. And, um, you know, I wrote the book, uh, Letting Go of the um, Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. And that book is really basically what I'm going to be talking about at the summits next week where, you know, talking about this um, idea of perfection because I have seen it in the homeschooling community where I, I will meet with families and, and countless people. And it's all, and even when I do homeschool consulting, a lot of times, you know, I hear that same theme over and over. You know, we want the perfect curriculum. We want the perfect homeschool. We want the perfect chore chart. We want the perfect meal plan. We want the perfect homeschool room. We want the perfect house. And time and again, I remind people that God works in our imperfections, right? And so he doesn't want us to have this false like facade of perfect because we're not fooling him. We're maybe trying to fool like our friends and our family, but we're not fooling him. He knows what goes on inside. And so, you know, having this um, illusion of perfection is really hindering us so much from living a surrendered life because saying, you know what, I am not perfect. And the only one that is perfect is Jesus. Now, I do want to walk with him and I want to be sanctified and be made holy and get better um, on my journey. But getting rid of that idea that there's ever going to be perfection here on earth, you know, so I think for a lot of us, I don't know, is perfection maybe, like I said, I'm, I've am i never been kind of a perfectionist. I always kind of classify myself as an underachiever. I was never this big, like, perfectionist in school with my grades. I was never type A. Um, you know, I'm more like go by the seat of my pants type of person. Um, but, you know, creative, like, free spirit, I guess, um, as a teenager, for sure. Um, and so I don't know if there's this idea that it gives you like a sense of control. It's a false sense of control. But if you're, if you feel like everything is going perfectly, then you have control. But maybe if everything is kind of, you know, uh, not going according to your plan, then 
things are out of control. And the only way you can kind of get back into control is to kind of get all those things perfect. But, you know, I have seen over the years as a homeschooling mom, I would try to plan like our perfect homeschool day. You know, we're going to do this at nine o'clock and this at 10 o'clock. And looking back now that I've graduated too, I have seen so much how actually God worked in our imperfections. You know, the days that were kind of uh, upside down because life happened and didn't go according to the lesson plan were probably the days that we learned the most. You know why? We saw God working through trials. We saw God working through hard days. We saw God working through us um, and growing us. And so, you know, he wants us to just be you know, um, transparent in our imperfections with him because he wants to grow us and he wants to sanctify us and he wants to work in us and through us and he wants us to rely on him. He wants us to say, Lord, I am so imperfect. I am so flawed. I am so weak. But that's why I need a savior. A perfect person wouldn't need a savior. A perfect person wouldn't need Jesus. So God is the only, uh, well, so God is perfect, right? He's perfect and holy and righteous. And all people, all humans have been born imperfect because we have been born with sin since Adam and Eve. And there is no person that is born perfect. And so God knows that it's all part of his plan of redemption. So we don't have to like hide from God and be like, I'm so imperfect. He knows. And so he provided a way for us to be with him someday because a imperfect person absolutely could not exist in his presence just by the nature of who he is. Because he is holy and perfect and not like us, we cannot be in his presence someday because it just defies you know, his character. And so he could not exist in the presence of an imperfect sinner like ourselves. So that is why he provided Jesus to take away our sin, to um, die on the cross and bear all of our imperfections so that we can someday be with God in heaven and then be made righteous and be able to actually be in his presence. And that is the beautiful message of the gospel. And that is the beautiful truth. And so we recognize that. And every day we recognize that life will not be perfect. Ask me how I know the past six months, as soon as I think I've got one thing under control, it falls apart. But yet I've learned so much through all of that. So we don't want to fear the imperfect and say, you know, this is just, you know, so out of control. And and believe me, nobody wants, I'm not saying you're going to embrace life and be so messy and imperfect and say everything's, you know, just haphazard. That's not what I mean. But we embrace the lessons that we are growing and learning. And we don't want to try to put ourselves or equate ourselves with God by trying to be so perfect here on earth. And so when we recognize that, um, a perfect person wouldn't need a savior, then we can actually kind of put ourselves in our place because we all need a savior. Therefore, we are all imperfect. And then our perspective changes daily. When we try to have, you know, this perfect home, these perfect children, uh, the perfect career, the perfect um, uh, outfits, if fashion, or the perfect hair and makeup, or the perfect, you know, looks, whatever it is, we realize that those things are a trap right? That if I had all those things perfect, 
and I didn't have Jesus, I'm the most imperfect person there is, right? Like we all have to realize that there's going to be flaws. There's going to be things, you know, that are not perfect. And when it comes to like uh, the outward appearance stuff, I mean, it is so superficial and it is so silly for us to like compare to others and get down if like somebody's house is nicer than yours because quite frankly, life is too short to worry about whose house is nicer than yours. You know, back in the day when I first got married, I remember, I mean, if we had HGTV back then, I really would have been in trouble. But, you know, I remember just like feeling like my house wasn't just so and I needed to, you know, and I would like have company over. And that's all I would think about was like what my house looked like. And if I went to somebody else's house, I would leave depressed if their house was nicer than mine. How prideful of me. How ridiculous of that, you know, now I could care less. I'm like, you know, know what it is never about how things look but it's about your hospitality when somebody comes in showing them the love of God I have a whole podcast episode about that in the archive somewhere hospitality versus entertaining but I would rather people come to my house and see Jesus than be like oh Karen knows how to decorate because who cares I'm not going to be decorating in heaven I'm going to be with Jesus in heaven so we don't want to get caught up in things that add to our pride Oh, I have the perfect house. Let everybody look at me. Oh, I have the perfect wardrobe. Let everybody look at me. Oh, I have the perfect kids behaving. You know, let everybody look at me. That, you know, kind of um, leads us down a prideful path. And so, again, saying that, you know, we kind of embrace imperfections is not saying, you know, that we uh, should be satisfied to be, you know, anything like have these low standards and just be like, ah, I'm not going to clean my house. And ah, I'm not saying that. But I think you guys realize what I'm trying to say. We don't um, have a false sense or a false ideal that we're trying to achieve because what happens when we try to achieve perfection, we leave Jesus out of the equation because we can never achieve perfection. And then we, like I said, we are kind of just trying to have these outside things define us having a beautiful home, having, you know, whatever. Um, and we don't ever want to do that. The thing that defines anything that is perfect in us is Jesus. We are never perfect in our own strength. We are never uh, achieving anything, worth anything in our own strength. It's always all about Jesus. And how does his perfection play out in our lives. And again, it goes back to what I said about the beginning about honoring God. If I truly understand my place and that Jesus is perfect and I am not and I need a savior and I need to rely on him and oh my goodness, he came and died for me. That brings me down to my place of humility and wanting to honor him in my behavior. It doesn't honor him when I try to outdo others. It doesn't honor him when I compare to others. It doesn't honor him when I'm trying to strive for this perfection that will not be achieved, or it's a human um, man-made perfection, right? So if you're out there and you kind of struggle with perfection, this past year probably has really... Um, kind of thrown you for a loop because there is not one person right now in this world that I know of that has not gone through the ringer this past year, 
right? So we have all realized this past year, year and a half now, life is never going to be perfect. Like I said, I've been going through crazy amounts of stuff the last several months. Life is definitely not perfect, but what matters is how I behave and how I respond to those imperfections, how I respond to the things that are happening to me is so much more important than the things that are happening to me. Life is definitely not perfect lately. If you are somebody who likes a neat and orderly life, you've been thrown for a loop this past year and a half. We've all been blindsided by all that's going on. And so that, I think, is causing so many people to be depressed, to be despondent, to despair, to have anxiety, to feel out of control, to feel overwhelmed. And so I'm here to say, life is never going to be perfect, but find God in those hard times. Cling to him and let him work through the imperfect times. Let him work through your life. Let him work through you. There is no picture perfect. And you know what? Quite frankly, after the past year and a half, year and a half I feel like who cares about our houses anymore? You know, used to try to have like the perfect, you know, Instagram ideal everything. Who cares, right? This past year and a half has really made me see what's important and what's not important. And the outside stuff to me never used to be that important, but it's really not that important anymore. And so, you know, we want to walk with the Lord. We want to focus on the eternal things and not the external things. Don't let external things define you. Let the eternal things define you. So there is no perfect Not here, at least, but someday. The good news of the gospel is that someday our bodies will be made perfect, our souls will be made perfect, and we will live in eternal perfection with Jesus. But right now, right here, in this moment, let go of your uh, expectation that things need to be perfect and ask yourself, what is God teaching me in this? How can I get closer to God through this? And how can I um, honor him today as imperfect as life is? So I hope this encouraged you today. If it did, I'd love for you to share the podcast with a friend, rate and review it over there on um, iTunes or wherever you're hearing it. I'd love for you to reach out to me and let me know what you think. I also just want to remind you one more time about the homeschool summits next week from October 11th to the 16th. I will be sharing a lot more about um, letting go of perfection in your homeschool. And I'm joining, like I said, a lot of other speakers. There's so many great topics and it's very God honoring event. So I'd love for you to check that out. I will put the link in the show notes. Um, and also one last time I have my, um, simply living for him devotional available on Amazon. If you want to spend more time with the Lord every day, this devotional helps you do just that. It is not just like a Bible verse. And then I'm talking about the Bible verse. There's a ton of room in there for you to spend time with the Lord, for you to observe what the Lord is saying, for you to write down and to journal. It's a great big thick book and it's available on Amazon. So I'd love for you to check that out. It would make a great gift coming up this holiday season, the Simply Living for Him devotional. And um, lastly, I have two e-courses that are still available for homeschoolers, um, Bible-based homeschooling and Simplify Your Homeschool. Those are available at simplylivingforhim.com. I'd love for you to check those out and get some encouragement in your homeschool this year. So thank you guys for joining me and until 
until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus.